Hello and welcome to RagerPod. This is your host, Patrick Williams. Tonight is the 30th of October, 2019, coming to you after the Razorbacks uh, 48-7, I believe, loss to Alabama and Tuscaloosa on uh, last Saturday night in a game that the Razorbacks were down, I believe, 41 to nothing in the first half. So uh, those of you sports investors who invested in the first half line on Alabama, probably pretty happy. Um, Alabama, in fact, covering the entire game line in the first half. So, uh, again, sports investors who chose chose to invest with the Razorbacks, um, probably not the smartest mm-hmm. idea in mm-hmm. many losses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, full crew tonight. Welcome, Johnny. We suck. <laughs> Tom Logan. Welcome, Tom. I agree with Johnny. <laughs> And Jimmy G, welcome, Jimmy G. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, we are recording in the midst of Game Seven of the World Series, so uh, sports fans may forgive us if certain of us are distracted or otherwise just sort of space out at times. And we'll try and do go quickly so we don't interrupt any uh, good baseball viewing tonight. So let's see, Johnny. Since since you were last in. Last time, I think let's uh, jump to you first with the Alabama game. Well, there's not a lot, of, not a lot of good to come out of it, to be honest with you. Um, you know, at first, you know, we thought, oh, it's going to pour down and Alabama's going to go in the tank. Didn't really do that. They didn't. Ask, I don't think they asked a ton of their quarterback. But hell, against our defense, you don't really have to. Um, we, they just dominated us in all facets of the game. Uh, again, our offense doesn't seem to have a plan, doesn't seem to have any ability to, to prepare a starting quarterback. Uh, Starkle was atrocious in every facet of the game of football, if not life. And, um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess the only – I really – the only glimmer of hope was uh, John John Paul Jones? I mean John John Stephen Jones. Um, <laughs> don't give up the ship, Johnny. Don't give up the, he did. John John Stephen Jones did not give up the ship. Um, you know he came in and moved the ball once, twice the first half. Probably a little bit of a change of pace for Alabama. I'm not prepared to anoint him Joe Montana, but uh, I don't think they he considered much seeing him. He gave him a little bit of a different look. Uh, he did come in, engineer a touchdown drive. Um, there's just not a lot you can say. That was the high point. He completed, I think, six of eight passes for 45 yards, used his legs a little bit, uh, and scored and let us on a touchdown late in the game after it was already far, far, far decided. So, um, I, kudos, I guess. Oh. <laughs> uh, Tom, we're just a we're just a really, really damn bad football team. We're really, I mean, we're really a bad, we're a bad team, poorly coached and poorly motivated. And frankly, we look like we don't give a damn, uh, except for a a bright spot, Trey Burks chasing guys down. Uh, There's just a lot of negativity around the program right now. Um, Play, attitude, coaching. it's just bad. It's a bad situation right now. Okay, Tom, turn to you next for your comments on Alabama and a response to Johnny. Well, um, I mean, there's nothing to respond to necessarily because I agree with uh, what he said. It was uh, it was really the perfect picture. The first half was the perfect picture of where Arkansas and Alabama have been for – I mean, since Petrino left, it was, I mean, it it was almost comical um, watching Alabama um, on their first drive, high snap, uh, Mac Jones somehow jumps up miraculously, tips it to himself, hands it off, they get three yards. Starkle, just a little... Off center snap, hits the ball, it bounces out of his hands, 
Uh, it bounces on the ground. Somehow the running back and Starkel collide like they've never played football before. And the ball bounces right into the Alabama guy's hands. And he rumbles down for 70 yards before Burks tackles him from behind. And then, of course, what happens right after that? Mac Jones, who I don't think threw a pass in the first half beyond the line of scrimmage, drops back to throw a pass beyond the line of scrimmages, overthrows his intended receiver by 10 yards right into the hands comfortably of just an Alabama guy who just happened to be back there in the back <laughs> of the end zone for a touchdown. And, you know, when we, we started out the game, we, we got a first down, like a 20-yard play. We're moving the ball on them in the, in the first week. Of course, we immediately stub our toe and go nowhere. And then – we get the the then we got a pretty decent drive going when Starkle somehow can't handle a slightly uh, a jar pass and they return it and what right when that happened you knew the game was about to be ugly and it was and it got worse and worse and there were you know misplays Starkle played pitifully. Uh, the What's defense, happened to him? The, the defense seemed to have given up for a period of time. And then there were the, just the inexplicable plays, like when it's 34 uh, to nothing and we have a few positive plays with the third-string quarterback, they, they decide they're going to go back to Starkle. And we're driving. We're on their 25-yard line with 15 seconds left. There's only one possible way they can score a touchdown in that scenario. And, of course, what happens? They, they We throw a pass right to the guy, and he returns it with seven seconds left for a touchdown. It was, it was exactly what you would expect from a – you know, it's like the you, – you almost – it was a scripted Washington Generals Harlem Globetrotters game. <laughs> Everything that could possibly – you know, we, we did just enough to where the fans were like, oh – it was a nice play, and then, oh, but we know, of course, what's going to happen, and we all knew what was going to happen from the beginning, and what did happen is what we expected to happen. You know, we stubbed our toe. We, we gave them help they didn't need, and at the end of the first half, we're losing by 41 points. I don't know what else. There's, there's really not much else to say uh, beyond that. It was, it was a frustrating game. I didn't think I could be frustrated. I was still frustrated after watching that first half. Jimmy G, have you let go of the rope, or are you still hanging on? I forgot I was even on the show. Um, but <laughs> uh, uh, I don't – I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, Alabama, they're clearly better than we are. Um, we weren't ever going to win that game if, uh, it, or even be in that game. Um, I My thing about the – Team, I don't think the team is so much given up. I just think our quarterback play is so atrocious that you don't have a realistic chance to be in games or win games with our the level of quarterback play. And so your defense is constantly in bad positions. Um, they never seem to get a break. Like we're not going on long drives. We're not using up any time. Uh, when we do put a drive together, our quarterback is going to do something terrible. Um, there's no rhyme or reason like against Auburn he went with Hicks uh, coach Morris so that's he I'm talking about coach Morris went with Hicks and uh Auburn's defense is really good um but you know Hicks wasn't getting anything going in that game but he played the whole time and then against Alabama Starkle gets the start they put uh JSJ in occasionally and then let him work late, but Hicks never got a snap. Um, I, I don't understand what they're doing with those guys. I also don't understand why they're still playing those guys because we're clearly not going anywhere this season. Um, those guys are not anywhere close to the future of our program. So, and Coach Morris and his staff probably aren't either, but um, I don't. I, the quarterback thing is, I think, the issue that's uh, to me that encapsulates, summarizes uh, 
is basically what boils down the Morris era in a nutshell is he can't decide he can't either develop a quarterback doesn't have a quarterback or has no interest in finding a quarterback uh and I don't think that last part's true but um it just that's what the problem is right now I mean I know our talent level all across the board is down but I mean just the that that shows where we're at it's just the quarterback play and it's just so awful and so bad that nobody else really has a chance to do anything um and i'm it's the alabama game i don't really care that we weren't if we had a good quarterback we still lost that game by five touchdowns but like (laughs) this saturday against mississippi state that's a game we should have a chance to win um they're not very good they're not playing well at all at this point in the season either they've lost i think three in a row um, but the problem is, do you think we can score any points or if we get a drive going, do you think we can finish it off? No, I don't have any confidence we can do that. And then at some point with all of that going on, your defense, who they're not great, but they're not, you know, they're not completely porous. So, I mean, you would have a chance to stay in games. Uh, and we've seen that a couple of times this year, but it's just, this is the quarterback plays, what it all boils down to for me. And and I think the rest of the team's feeding off that right now. And unfortunately that's a negative. It's feeding in a very negative way. Don't you think there's don't you sense that he is making these decisions based solely on panic? I mean, like you said, there's well, not there's no yeah, there's, there's no, no. There, there's no rhyme or reason. It's like, okay, we're gonna go with Hicks all forty he's gonna throw the ball forty times against against Auburn and not get a snap. And then, then the then there was a week. Starkle played terrible, and, and Hicks wouldn't. It, there's, they're literally. It, it's like they don't know how to what to do. And, in, in their defense, Tony, what data set do they have to base it on? I mean, these quarterbacks have been as inconsistent as any. I mean, one time they look like pee wee leaguers, and the, and then for a quarter they'll look decent. Both of them. So, well, some, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know how you would make a choice based on Harkle. Some, something has really happened to Starkle. I, th- I think after throwing the five interceptions at San Jose State, he's not been the same. Um, I, I don't know if it's mechanical, um, between the ears, maybe a little bit of both. But he just, to me, has not looked the same. And um, you know, But let's also be honest as well. I mean – Quarterback play behind that offensive line is like, you know, tap dancing through a firing squad. It's just it, it's 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 hard to look good. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for a quarterback play, but Starkle. I mean, Hicks seems extremely limited. Starkle, his confidence looks totally shot, and they're just grasping at straws. I think staff. The the, the frustrating thing to, about the quarterback play. And, Jimmy G and, and Johnny are both exactly right, is there have been times when they seem confident and uh, and have moved the ball, both of them. Um, and, and so it's not like they're devoid of ability. They, they just don't seem to I – don't, I don't get the sense that they have any confidence in the play – or what's coming in, or what they're supposed to do, and we and that's exactly what we saw last year with the same two, you know, with totally different quarterbacks. And so, where, you know, what confidence do you have? If you put anybody back there uh, that they're gonna they're gonna do something positive for the squad? It, it is. It's it, it, the common denominator here is. We've had four different quarterbacks get a lot of snaps. None of them had looked very good. Maybe they're all awful. Maybe they're just untalented, perhaps. But, you know, Hicks is the all-time SMU leader in passing. And Starkle was a that blows my mind for A&M. So these guys aren't totally total scrubs. And they're making they – just, they're just incompetent on the field. And, and and Jimmy G is exactly right. Mississippi State is there to be beat. And is in, you know, if we would have looked at a quarterback who was on the improve, we're we're in game, oh, what eight seven? I can't even remember. But 
There's there's no improvement in the quarterback play. In fact, it's a bigger question mark today than it's ever been, which is hard to believe because it's always been a question mark. Yeah, I mean, there's everything you say is 100% right. <laughs> I just don't know what there is to be done about it. Uh, Jimmy G, to you just briefly, and then we can start talking about Mississippi State because Tom segued us into it, you know, the the point that Tom made about Mississippi State's there to be beat, and you'll obviously be there for the last or for this game. So, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, is do the Hogs have one more rise up in them for this season? Yes, I think so. I, I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I don't think Mississippi State is going to come in and beat us thirty-eight to three. They don't have the the horses to do that. Um, do I expect it to be a, a pretty aesthetically pleasing game? No, um, I I don't. I don't see how it could be. Um, the Tennessee Mississippi State game was like what twenty to ten Tennessee. Uh, I think we caught that game while we were at the sports book. Um, I I can see this game being a lot like that, except maybe with more turnovers. Um, uh, I, it's. Mississippi State came in and we turned it over early and we're down 14 to nothing off the bat. I can see it, the final being 31 to 10 or something like that, Mississippi State. I don't think that's going to happen. I I think it's going to be tight at the half and then it's going to come down to, you know, who makes the big mistake or who does something stupid. And I, I know what my money would be on and which team would do that in the second half. So um, <laughs> that's – but I think it's going to be a close game. I do. I if and you know I don't invest on Razorback games. And but if I was on that, I I probably think Arkansas would cover the seven and a half points. Uh, I like the hook. The half a point there helps. But um, I I don't have a lot of confidence that we we hit the money line. Though if it came yeah. down to a kick with Limpert at home, I think if it came down to that, I think we'd have a good chance. Um. Is this – well, I guess that's a look ahead. We'll save it for later. I'm not even going to ask the question. Uh, Tom or Johnny, you want to jump in on Mississippi State real briefly, or we can leave it till the pick segment and you can do your analysis then. Up to you guys. Um, I agree I agree with, uh, with uh, Jimmy G's take. I do think it's going to be a close game. Um, if, it, if we get routed by Mississippi State, there is something – even wronger than we think is going on because they are, uh, you know, just if just listening to Moorhead's comments this week, it just they they feel as bad as we feel, I think, and uh, maybe maybe worse, which is almost impossible to imagine. But um, if, he's going after the Rutgers job. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't. <laughs> I mean, that, that's they, how bad. I mean, if they win, if we get routed at home by Mississippi State, Morris ought to just pack his stuff up. He shouldn't even make the press conference. Just go on and head on back because it's not – if you lose that game at home bad, where where is there to go? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Did we lose Johnny again? Looks like Johnny's having trouble. Can you all hear me? Johnny, yeah, there you are. Johnny, you want to give us just a couple minutes on Mississippi State? Sure. Um, you know, I heard a little bit of Tom. Um, literally, our only chance is to be kind of an ugly, disgusting running team and see if we can try to move the ball on the ground because we have no chance uh, at, at making at mounting any comeback if we get down and really no chance of, in my opinion, being consistent to the air. So I think what we'll do is we'll probably try to run the ball a little bit, um, try to really play, keep, keep the score close and try to squeak something out at the end. I know that's pretty pathetic against a three-and-five team. Um, I, I think Jimmy G's right. I don't think this is a game that gets in the 30s. I think this is, again, going to be fairly low scoring. Um I mean, there's just this is gonna be. Let's just be honest. This is the pillow fight of the week in the SEC. I don't even have to look at the schedule to know that. <laughs> this is this is just two bad teams, and we're seven point home underdogs. So what does that say? 
Yeah, not good. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll get more into, I'm sure, some in-depth analysis once we hit our game. But, Jimmy G, why don't you take it away with the picks? Okay, um, last week, a uh, whole bunch of four and twos and uh, a three and three, so not much really changed in the standings. Uh, people want a sleeper pick update. Uh, Patrick uh, Duke lost in a bizarre manner <laughs> with maybe the worst play I've ever seen run on the goal line uh, against North Carolina. I, I can't even describe how awful that play was. Play. But um, – and then uh, Johnny had Michigan State. Uh, that didn't quite work out for the Spartans. Uh, uh, Penn State came in there and took care of business and just oh, some miserable weather, uh, which befitting the uh, Spartans' home stadium. So rough deal for Coach Antonio, and I think this uh, all hints are he may be retiring Uh uh, at the end of this year. But uh, Michigan State uh, really kind of going out with a whimper right now. Um, good Kudos to Tom. Oklahoma State went up to Ames and mm-hmm. uh, really good game and took out the Cyclones. So, uh, nice win for the Cowboys. And then uh, uh, I got off this night. I think maybe my first or second. It's been at least six weeks, though, if it had, since I've hit one. But I hit a sleeper. Uh, Louisville beat Virginia. So, um, anyway, the overall standings didn't change much. Uh, I'm 38-16. Patrick's 36-18. and 18. Uh, Johnny's 34-20. and 20, And Tom is 29-25. and 25. Uh, so, Going to uh, be in the third. Yeah, close, close. <laughs> one way. Um, Next week. Next week. Yeah, yeah if you, you can get that one. You can go one and five this week. You're there. <laughs> just, just pick against Arkansas. You're probably fine. So, uh, just keep hope alive. Um, so uh, this week, not exactly the greatest slate of games, um, but uh, ABC will <laughs> still show a primetime game. It's SMU and Memphis. So uh, oh. <laughs> Chad Morris. Chad Morris' uh, players SMU is what I keep Uh-oh. Lose everybody? No, I'm here. I'm here. I thought somebody was talking, so I was. Yeah. Nope. It's you, Jimmy G. All right. Uh, so, SMU is going to Memphis. Uh, so, uh, as I said, Morris was left to go to the SEC in his uh, old program at Rogers the New Heights. And it's part of the ABC primetime game and college game day. So um, that kind of tells you where Arkansas is at. Uh, so um, both teams rank. It's one of, I think, only two games this week that have uh, both teams are ranked. So that tells you about this slate. And we'll get the other ranked versus ranked game uh, later in the pick. So uh, SMU at Memphis. Um, Tom. Um, you're on mute. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear it was me. Um, I'm going to go Memphis. I think uh, I think they're a better team right now. Uh, five and one, I believe. At home, game day there. I can't imagine them being more hyped. They've been in some big games before. And uh, I think they get it done. Uh, Memphis, uh, 38, SMU, 28. Yeah, I'm going to go with Memphis as well. Um, SMU is a little banged up. Uh, one of their top receivers is out. I'm not sure they're running back. I know he uh, got nicked up against Houston last week. not sure if he's playing. Um, and Memphis, you know, they, I think they're going to be able to put up some uh, more points than SMU can, especially with the uh, injuries. So I think the injuries make the difference and being at the uh, Liberty Bowl, which I'm sure, boy, like Fowler and Herb Street in for a treat if they never uh, – <laughs> Maybe they're saying, <laughs> hey, maybe they're saying it's South Haven. Oh man, the Hooters right down hopefully, the road. Hopefully, Eddie, hopefully Eddie Money will be performing at halftime. <laughs> uh, well, he, 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 he probably won't <laughs> because he's dead. Oh, Sorry, that was bad. I, I, that sounded terrible. <laughs> See, if Patrick can edit that out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Memphis, forty-one to twenty-eight. Uh, Johnny, 
the lines moved on this game the last 24, 48 hours, I think three and a half to five and a half. I think what Jimmy G said, I think there's some, some injuries um, on, on SMU side of the football on defense uh, as well. I think it's probably going to move the line and probably some of the, uh, some of the, the, the feeling towards the Memphis Tigers. Uh, agree. You don't just go into the Liberty Bowl and, and pull out a win, you know, unless mm-hmm. you, uh, unless you are familiar with, you know, Poland and their architecture and uh, their, their uh, strategies to win football game. But anyway, um, like Memfo at home, uh, I do, I, I feel like I've seen a lot of SMU this year because they usually play on odd nights. Uh, I just feel like I've seen several of their games and, and they've, they've looked really good. Sonny Dykes, obviously, uh, you know, Chad Morris laid that foundation that Sonny Dykes is just coming in and really just running rough shot over that league. But I think Memphis gets it done at home. Um, you know, going to be a great atmosphere. They don't, I mean, I, I'm, I've got to assume this is the first time game day's ever been to Memphis, but uh, uh, I think they'll be hyped. Um, and, and they've got a good enough squad to, once that emotion kind of goes away, to, 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 to keep the ball moving, keep scoring football. And I think probably too much in the end for uh, SMU. And uh, Pony Up comes crashing to an ignominious end, uh, and Memphis gives it their first loss. Final score, 41-30. Patrick. That's all Go set up. Pony Go Mustangs. Yeah, Jimmy G is, is playing me like a fish on the end of a string as we go into the fifth year of the fixed contest. He knows what I like to bite on, and what I like to bite on is the double up the ketchup, especially when it makes no sense. Liberty Bowl, Schmiberty Bowl. Memphis is going to go out to BB Kings, have a few too many chicken wings and too much to drink the <laughs> night before. They're going to miss a la Quijada, four extra points and three field goals. SMU is going to come out with the Swami win twenty three nineteen. That's in oh, and the under under would hit on that one. I'm sure that that's good. Well, uh, speaking of playing our host like a string, uh, our second game, uh, one of the two big Pac twelve showdowns: Utah visiting Washington. Patrick Williams' <laughs> favorite, the Huskies. Um, Love he loves the Huskies. Uh, field goal or three and a half point dogs, depending on which. Uh, uh, sports uh, investing site you look at. So, uh, home dog, what's better than home team getting points? Our old friend Brent Musburger, what's better than that? Uh, Pat, we'll go right back to you. Utah, Washington. You know, never let it be said that I'm not magnanimous in victory. Washington's uh, given me a lot of points this year, a lot of wins, a lot of, a lot of good, good feelings. You know what, Washington? I'm going to give you some Patrick Williams love right back. I'm going to pick you against the Utah Utes, a team I really Whoa. like. But uh, trash bag Washington, rise up. You're going to win at home. No one comes into Husky Stadium and wins except for like Oregon and whoever else <laughs> I picked earlier in the year. But Utah's not going to get it done. I think Washington's going to make it interesting, going to pave the way for Oregon to the uh, – Pac-12 championship, and Washington gets it done. 41, Utah, 28. And let's not forget my two-game lead over Patrick's really a three-game lead because due to his uh, agreeing that BYU would beat Washington would be our tiebreaker game, and Washington <laughs> winning that game by about five touchdowns, I believe. Um, <laughs> I get the tiebreaker if Patrick and I end up tied. So. I, I, I am not at all concerned that that's a possibility, Jimmy G. <laughs> Uh, Johnny, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm taking Utah. Utah's had a really, really good defense. They're on a four-game winning streak. I think three or four, seven and one on the season. Uh, defense really nasty. Um, I think they're averaging right around eight or nine. I, well, I think a little bit less, shade less than ten a game. Uh, Washington's been um, a little bit sketchy on defense, uh, as you know, not not unusual for Pack. Pac-12 after dark teams, but uh, I just think that the Utah Utah's defense uh, going to give Easton a little trouble, um, maybe get some turnovers. I just think they're stout defensively. They're going to make Washington earn everything they get. I think Washington gets frustrated at times, not being able to move the ball, and Utah just kind of grinds them down, uh, keeps the you know possession uh, control of the, of the ball, uh, and grinds them down the second half. Take Utah final score twenty four. 12. 
Tom. Tom on mute. No. Tom on mute. Right. I'll go then. Uh, I I don't really have a good feel for this game. Um, I think Utah is better. Uh, Washington really escaped. I, they outplayed Oregon in that game. Uh, for long stretches, but then the fourth quarter, you know, Oregon made the 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 winning plays, and Washington couldn't finish off a drive late, and they lost that game at, to Oregon and uh, a couple weeks ago at home, and now they get Utah at home, and I think Utah's better, and uh, something, you know, I, I, Washington's talent level is up there with Utah, but I think think Utah is the running game and Huntley not making a lot of mistakes. I think that's going to be the difference. Um, I, I hate doing this because I do like Washington, and now I've got Patrick Williams picking the Huskies, and I'm picking Utah. So uh, I'm going to say Utah 21, Washington 17. Uh, Tom? Uh, I'm going to go Washington. Um, I feel better now. Yeah, you, well, you should. I'm, I'm looking for that number 30. Uh, I'm hoping Washington will deliver. Uh, you know, I. I feel I feel good about Washington in this game. Um, they're a solid team. They're not a great team, but at home against a kind of grinded out program, I think they're going to get a little bit of a lead and hold on. I see Washington winning this one 24-21. Uh, all right. Uh, all right, we go straight back to the Pac-12. Uh, this is also ESPN. No, Fox. Fox primetime game. Uh, Oregon at USC uh, could be a Pac-12 championship game preview because even though Utah's getting most of the uh, love because they are a top-10 team right now, um, USC actually owns the tiebreaker and is the team that controls its own destiny in the for the Pac-12 South So because uh, they own a win over Utah. So this should be an interesting game. Um, Oregon, uh, Pac-12 after dark thriller. Uh, they uh, beat Washington State on a late field goal, 37-35, a game that ended about 1 a.m. our time. Uh, I have to admit, I made it to halftime, but no further. Um, so, uh, USC with a Friday night special at Boulder with a big comeback win. Uh, it was an entertaining game. It was fun to watch. So, uh, I'm going to take the Ducks. Uh, USC is really good at home, as they've proven. They were uh, I've already beaten Utah at the Coliseum. Um, but Oregon, you know, it feels like they're going to make a run at the playoff. Uh, I, you know, they may not get there. They, you know, the OU loss helped Oregon out and Utah both. Uh, and it could set up for a really good, for finally, a big-time Pac-12 championship game if both those teams go in there at 11-1. and one. So, uh, I think – and USC's going to play better. They play better at home than they do on the road. But So, this should be a really good game. But I think Oregon's got too many weapons for USC, and uh, Slovis uh, maybe makes a key mistake late. And I'll take Oregon uh, 34 to 28. Uh, Johnny, agree with a lot of that. Um, you know, you give give a lot, USC a lot of credit. They've they found a way to to uh, salvage their season, playing like their 14th quarterback of the year. But agree that Slovis might be might make a uh, make an error late. You know, Oregon's played really well. Um, really seemed to have righted the ship after a few rough seasons, back in the top ten, headed towards the probably the Pac-12 title game. And like Jimmy G said, I mean, I, I think he's right. I mean, SC still does control it. Even at five and three, they think they do still control their own destiny. So, um, lots to play for. But I, I just like the Ducks. Uh, you hate to go against SC as a home dog. Uh, I just think the Ducks are ready to ready to roll. Uh, I think they they see a lot in their future. They they've got a, a track the way their schedule falls, end up uh, playing for or in that national title race. I think they go into the Coliseum and knock them off. Final score thirty seven thirty. Patrick, yeah, I like Oregon too. You know, I've been on them most of the year. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a great game, and I, I really am rooting for the. 11-1 Utah versus 11-1 Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. It's it's time that that conference kind of gets uh, some center stage in December. So I really hope that happens. Uh, therefore, I'm picking Oregon here to go in. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think they are going to prevail. 
let's see, a little bit. You know, Oregon hasn't been playing super high scoring. So uh, 27 to 22, Oregon. Dom? Going with USC. Uh, <laughs> yeah. double, double up and catch up with a home dog. How can it be better? USC uh, has the athletes um, at home. I like where uh, I like where the program's heading under Clay Helson. Five and three, nothing to sneeze at. A lot of teams would like to be five and three, uh, and uh, I'm going to take uh, USC. I think they win in a good game, 28-27. Okay, and the the double up to catch up strategy has a huge fallacy because Tom did it twice last week. If you hit one, you lose one. You really haven't done anything. So um, that's only doing it once. That's really, that's, that doesn't help at all. So um, anyway, uh, so um, but it is a strategy, and um, we move on. Cocktail party, uh, Georgia, Florida, by far the biggest game of the day. Um, also, for those attending the Razorback game, uh, again Arkansas uh, playing opposite, pretty much the biggest game of the day for the eighth straight week of the season. Um, so, uh, always good times, especially in a light week of games that, um, I'll be sitting at Razorback stadium and, uh, this game will probably be a classic, uh, Georgia, both teams in the top 10, uh, Florida, the team though, that comes in with a little bit more momentum than, uh, the Bulldogs. Uh, but, uh, Georgia still is a pretty solid favorite in this spot, but, uh, not a slam dunk in this game. Uh, anymore, so uh, we'll go right back to Tom, Georgia, Florida. Well, it's a uh, it's a tough one to pick. Um, you want to go last again? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I don't think it matters. <laughs> um, you know, if, if uh, Georgia's you know, lost to South Carolina was just horrible, and they really haven't looked very sharp uh, recently, and maybe their best win is over Notre Dame, and they. Obviously, didn't look very good last week against Michigan, and and, and by uh, by contrast, you know Florida has beaten Auburn. They have uh, gone toe to toe with LSU, uh, and they just seem like they're playing better right now. Uh, and I'm going to go with the team that that uh, has some momentum. See it going either way. Uh, always could go either way in the cocktail party but uh this way this time is especially difficult to pick but i'm gonna go with gators uh in a in a very good game uh decided in the last minute i'm gonna go with uh florida 28 24 i i think this this has got a bit of a rock fight written all over it um you know georgia for all their talent you know they've not been explosive in their passing game um, they've, they've, they've controlled the line of scrimmage. Their defense has been really good all year. Lead the SEC in defense, giving about like 250, 260 a game. Um, hard to get yards on them. Um, I think the big criticism, you know, is that they just haven't been able to, 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 to get big, a lot of big plays and just haven't been the scintillating, you know, offense that you might expect from a team that gets quality uh, talent like Georgia. Um, Florida, on the other hand, they've been that team that's kind of flummoxed me like Washington has for Patrick Williams all, all year long. I keep thinking, oh, you know, Florida, I just don't think they're that good. I just don't think they're that good. You look up, up, oh, 7-1, having a terrible year. Um, so, uh, obviously, Trask has been dynamite since Fleet Franks got uh, got injured. They, but their defense is where they hang their hat, uh, clearly. they've got a, Their defense has been really good as well. That's why I think this is going to be kind of a rock fight. Uh, two good defenses, two defenses that don't like to, to surrender a lot of yards, especially running the football. Um, it's going to be a, a you know big man on big man, as as uh, Stat Boy would say. I just think that the ability to make some to make, even though they have not done it to the extent that people might think, I think Fromm's able to get the push the ball down the field a couple times, maybe get a, a touchdown in the second half, uh, and ugly out a really good defensive uh, struggle, a little bit of a rock fight. Have a rock fight, Schwann, we score. I want to take the, the dogs final score 19 16. Patrick, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be real, real fun to watch. Um, 
you know, Georgia's kind of sitting on a big game, I think. Um, you know, they've, they've sort of kept Fromm under wraps. They've suffered the consequences of doing so, trying to play it close to the vest. Florida's defense is really good. I think they're going to have to open it up, and I think they're capable of doing that. And so I think Georgia's going to win. I think it's going to be kind of rock 'em sock 'em robots like this game usually is. Um, 21-17, Georgia. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think this game's going to be close for a half, but uh, I agree with a lot of what Patrick said. I, but I think in the second half, I think uh, it's Georgia sitting on a big one, and I think they're going to do it on Saturday. And I think the second half is going to get ugly. Um, I know that goes against what, you know, even a lot of the experts think. And But I think it may be a field goal game at the half, and I think Georgia finally puts it together and uh, – Florida comes back down to earth a little bit. I'm going to say Georgia wins uh, 34 to 13, Georgia. Um, okay, uh, Arkansas, Mississippi State. Mm. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, <laughs> Can't Bulldogs, Bulldogs and Hogs. Um, homecoming on the hill, uh, all the pageantry and uh, the parade and the big homecoming dance and uh, sweater vest. Beautiful uh, floats. What, and, what was the old the old cheerleader used to do? Um, oh God, what was her name? She and my grandmother were in the whatever that thing was, the club they were in together. Do they, they still roll out the alumni cheerleaders? Yeah, uh, Willie Oates was that her name? Willie, Willie Oates. Willie Oates. <laughs> there you go. You got. Yeah, she and my grandmother were in like the women's auxiliary or whatever that club was in Little Rock together. So, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think they do. I know the alumni band is there. Uh, be cranking it out. So oh, oh, drowning, oh. drowning out our band. I'm sure. <laughs> well, and I, I have every confidence that Mississippi State's uh, eight man pet band that shows up will. <laughs> the cowbells will definitely be drowning out. The, the, oh the, yeah, Mississippi State's going to bring a jazz trio and just drown out our entire marching band. <laughs> Well, I, I didn't. I could bring a band for this game. <laughs> yeah, I, our seats are on the Razorback side, and they're pretty close to being right across from the visiting section. So you can they're across it. Like I didn't notice that uh, Auburn had a band until they started playing, and I was like, "Oh, that's the only thing I can hear." Is there? I look across <laughs> it like there's like eight people, like eight or ten of the uh, Auburn top, or their band, and it was really loud, of course. Um, but I'm sure Mississippi State will be pumped up and ready to roll. Uh, the the crowd will probably exceed probably somewhere. In the, I'm guessing the thirty five to forty thousand range. Um, so it'll be a, a great. What's the, what's what's the weather, what's the weather supposed to be like this weekend? No chance of rain. It's gonna be like in the low fifties, mm-hmm. uh, three o'clock kick. So I mean, the weather shouldn't be a factor. So, um, yeah, there's no chance of rain as of now. Um, though they are supposed to get snow tonight up in North of Arkansas, so that that should be fun. Um. Anyway, uh, oh gosh, uh, I'm going to take Mississippi State um, just because I don't think there's another alternative. Uh, I just, <laughs> um, man, score. Woo, this has got Swami written all over it. But I'm going to go, since it has Swami written all over it, I'm going to go with a, uh, a, a traditional top score. And I'm going to say Mississippi State. Uh, woo. 21, Arkansas, 10. Um, Patrick? Yeah, I. there's never been a truer statement on this podcast than I guess I'm picking Mississippi State because I don't think there's any real alternative. Um, I, I don't see – this Razorback team does not know how to win games. And there's just enough life left in Mississippi State that – we just aren't going to do it. I mean, anyone other than a true, you know, beyond ranked 100 in FBS is probably about the only team that the Razorbacks are capable of beating in their current state. So I'm going to have to pick Mississippi State, um, 17-3 oh. final. 
Oh, it's gonna be a fun time at Razorback Stadium. It's gonna be good. Take, okay. take, take lots of liquor, lots of hooch. <laughs> well, the good news is my my diehard uh, uh, aunt who goes to every game is uh, I heard today is skipping out, not going with family. Uh, like go of the rope. One of my cousin's kids is having a little birthday party at two p.m. So oh. she decided to go to that. So if my aunt's bailing. You know, it's well, it's a very smart move. Uh, if you if you've lost Aunt G, you've lost Razorback Nation. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, I, I will admit, uh, this is the before we get to Tom and uh, Johnny's pick that we were uh, after the I can't remember who Auburn game that Sunday morning. Uh, my aunt and I drove over over to church Sunday morning, and we were driving over there. And I said, "Well, maybe we can beat." Uh, Mississippi State. She said, "Oh, that'd be so good." She goes, "Well, at least I think it would be a good thing if we won the game." And I was, I, was like, I almost drove off the road because I was like thinking, "What? Who wouldn't think it's good if Arkansas wins?" I was like, "I mean, my aunt or that whole family is like Captain Obvious." So it's it was a good time. Um, which she thought it would be a good thing if Arkansas wins this game, but she didn't think it was such a possibility. She's actually going to go to the game, so uh, she's going to go to a five year old's birthday party on. Which I was invited to. I apologize to my cousins. Um, and if my aunt listened to this, Lord, I sound like an asshole. But, um, and I probably am, but I don't mean it. I love my family. So, uh, anyway, um, now that we've gotten the uh, Jimmy G family, <laughs> um, now I may not be getting any Christmas gifts. My Christmas gifts may be worse than usual, which is impossible. Oh. Um, okay, anyway, I'm Logan. Let's move along before this gets any worse. <laughs> Um, you know, this is actually one of the more difficult games to pick. You've got two teams just really struggling. Um, I'm going to go with the home dog. Uh, going to go with the hogs. Uh, I think they just got, (laughs) he's got more answers, just more answers. Um, to what questions? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not. I'm not confident. I'm not feeling great about it. But um, you know, why not? Um, I think the uh, I think the Razorbacks at homecoming, inspired by the ghost of Willie Oates, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna roll out there, and um, and I think they're gonna play. Uh, they're gonna play. They're gonna play average, and I think that's gonna be enough. To win, I think they're going to they're gonna play like they're capable of playing on like a regular day, uh, and and all. And I, I'm counting on Mississippi State coming in and ready to lay down, and I think they're going to do that. We're not going to allow them to do that for a while, but uh, eventually they will, in fact, lay down enough to where we can walk over them. I think we win this one, put up a lot of points, uh, thirty-eight. To twenty-four, Arkansas. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, well, uh, let's hope that uh, we didn't kill off Willie Oates like we did Pat Hill earlier in the year. So <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, uh, we hope Willie's still alive. But if not, I'm pretty pretty sure yeah. she's not. Oh yeah. I mean, my grandmother. My grandmother was 99 and passed away about 12 years ago. So I'm pretty sure she is really about the same age. So I'm pretty sure Willie's gone. But, I'm sure uh, they're just, just hanging out in the Orange Bowl somewhere. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, uh, Johnny, sadly, the only sponsor we could get for your uh, pick this week was a defunct uh, TV carrier, uh, uh, Ray Tom, uh, offered up to <laughs> oh, on low def. But uh, unfortunately, there's stunning, too many TV stunning contracts. There's too many TV contracts going around today, so we couldn't resurrect Raycom, um, which I think they still exist. I think they might still do. Well, no, no, they went out of business last year because of the ACC. Cool. They were still doing ACC games. Um, Technicolor not available. Technicolor. No, I don't think so. Um, Rendon just crushed one. Uh, so, uh, anyway, Johnny, let's go to your pick. Raycom, boy, that brings back good old memories of 11.30 kickoffs, the Daves, uh, big man on big man, mm. even going back to the old Southwest Conference days, 
Remember, remember HSE? Remember Home Sports Entertainment? Uh, just, you, I, uh, I had HSE. HSE, yeah. boy. Yeah. Norm Hitchkiss? Oh. They, that was you really... can forget uh, CSS, Comcast Sports South. Oh, yes. Com- remember, C- you had to get... They'd had some. They'd have some football occasionally. They but would. That was where your Razorback baseball was. It was literally they like they hijacked a truck and like and 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 <laughs> broad and, and broadcast the game in stunning low depth. Yeah, I remember CSS. <laughs> yes, CSC yes. still around. Cox Sports oh. Television. I still get CSC Ooh. on my cable package. Oh man, that was they used to. Seriously, it's like they they would go and like you know and and blackmail someone to get a, to get the equipment and and play you know and, and and have a couple announcers they'd find at the local bar like us. And uh, it was that was awesome. I used to watch those games. So anyway, thanks to our would, would it surprise anyone to know that the date of Raycom going defunct? January two, twenty nineteen. Really? Nine, nine short months ago, according to Wikipedia. Wow! Wow! Well, Raycom, we hardly knew you. Well, their uh, last telecast was the last ACC game last year because they said it was. Uh, the basketball ACC bat was right before the, the ACC right. network was coming on. That's right. They did. They did still do ACC basketball games. That's true. They mm-hmm. did. And that one year they went Lincoln Financial. That wasn't good enough. That was too highfalutin for us. <laughs> grew up Lincoln Financial. Is that when they had the little purple line? Yes. Oh, just terrible. You can't have no. Or maybe red, but um, anyway, um, I I don't see how you can pick the Razorbacks here. I just don't. Um, you know, State is not very good. They uh, Schrader's not a great passer, uh, pretty good with his legs. Um, they're not as nasty as they've been in some years past, in the last decade on defense. Uh, they're not a good football team. But we're, we're, we are god-awful. And uh, Colin Coward weighed in on our – I don't know if you all seen that making the rounds on the Internet, but Colin Coward uh, weighed in and said, we, we may very well be the worst team in college football. So uh, that's I just share that on my Twitter feed. So for all you sports fans that want to relive the glory of the Chad Morris era, you can find me on Twitter. Um, I don't know. We're just really bad guys. There's, there's, uh, like y'all said, even if everything goes as well as it can for us, I don't think we know how to win. We'll find a way to lose. I think our confidence is that low. Um, which is sad in year two of, of Morris's tenure. But even if everything goes as well as it can go for us, which I think is to run the football, to not throw the ball very much, to control the line of scrimmage to the extent we can, shorten the game, um, I think that's our best bet. And I think even if we do that, at some point, we're going to have to make a play down the field or have some kind of explosive play. And we just haven't shown that we are at all capable of doing that. Uh, I think this is a – Slugfest would be an insult to slugs, but I think it will be physical because um, these teams just both stink and they want to try to do something that's the that's least. I think both teams think both teams suck. Let's try to not do anything risky, see if the other team makes a mistake, run the football, and I think ultimately the Razorbacks will make that mistake, won't capitalize, and the Mississippi State will win. Uh, final score, 21-10. Okay, uh, sleeper games are plenty this week, so um, there's got one. Hop up. Riveting podcast. I'll go. Um, I'll go, and I'm going to go um, to the team I picked last week. Oh. Uh, I'm on the switch, switch, the old switcheroo. Uh, Texas Christian University is heading in as a five-and-a-half-point underdog to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State riding high after that win over the Cyclones. Uh, don't seem to play as well as they have in years past in Stillwater. And I think TCU, Tom Logan's national sleeper pick, as someone may remember, uh, is going to go in and get the job done. Texas Christian wins this one in a good game, 30-27. to 27. I got one. I got one. I, I think fresh off their big victory last week, you know, it's always hard to get up two weeks in a row for, for a big game. And I'm not saying this, this game is necessarily against a big opponent, but it is a rivalry game. 
Kansas State coming off that big win against the Oklahoma Sooners, they have got to go to Kansas where they're going to be waving the wheat, rock chalk, Jayhawk. Um, Less miles. Less miles. Less miles. They've been in some games this year. They 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 won kind of a crazy game a couple weeks ago. They've been in. Did some you close... see last week's game? The they, crazy they, ending. They they kicked the field goal, blocked it. Then they recovered the fumble when they were trying to run back the 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 the, the block kick. Then they had to be able to down the ball with three seconds left and kick the kick the field goal to win the game. It was the craziest play I think I think I've ever seen that in all the years I've watched football. But Good but case. It was crazy, but K State, you know, huge win over OU. Um, played great. It's just hard to turn around, and go on the road against a rival. Not saying that Kansas is, you know, great, but they've definitely improved under Les Miles. Um, I know one of our listeners, Neo, is not going to like this call, but I am picking the Kansas Jayhawks to, you know, they're six point dogs. What do you love? Home team getting points. Uh, I think Kansas wins the game outright. Final score, 31-30. Patrick? Uh, Every what I look at is Kendrick just hit a two-run home run. Nats just took the lead. Oh, no. Johnny, you're like three minutes ahead of me. Would you stop giving out scores? Sorry. (laughs) He's way ahead of me, too. What is going on? Well, what are y'all doing? I mean, it's John, Ken- Johnny broadcasting from uh, Minute Field. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy G, if you got one, go ahead. I'm struggling to find one. I really am. Uh, uh, I'm going to take Virginia on the road at North Carolina. Uh, I don't feel real confident about it, but the ACC Coastal is crazy. So, uh, yeah, Virginia – 28, North Carolina, 24. All right. I guess I'm left with a couple of options, and I'm probably going to go with the one that I shouldn't. Um, Colorado going to the Rose Bowl. UCLA is touchdown favorites um, in the final line. Made some money off of UCLA this year when my good friends from Oregon State, the Beavs, went in and beat them. With a little bit of a shocker. I think the Buffaloes are going to do the same this week and put it in to UCLA's uh, slim pack 12 South. Oops. Um, Colorado 31, UCLA 28. All right. Um, well, that, that is the picks. And um, I am going to hop off to watch the rest of game seven. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll wrap up. Thanks, Jimmy G. All right. Thank you, guys. Okay. Uh, Tom, you want to run us through the mailbag real quick? Uh, Yes. Be happy to. Um, Got a few mailbags today. Uh, Our friend uh, Rutt, apparently traveling through Virginia, uh, which reminded him, of course, of the time that uh, Burt choked away the 28-point lead to Virginia Tech. Uh, Who else? What else would you think about when you're rolling through Virginia? Uh, Rudd also uh, is complimentary of Jimmy G, rebounding from the Air Force Hawaii debacle. And he also notes that uh, the Hydrox RC Cola bit was uh, one of the uh, best moments of Razorpod, which uh, uh, we'll take. Um, Our friend Jim uh, wrote a couple of uh, emails, the first of which notes that uh, game day had the uh, inglorious uh, fake punt and uh, noted the uh, fake punt three times on game day. I didn't see it, but I'm glad I didn't. Uh, And uh, he also points out that he was happy to see John Stephen Jones play, John Paul Jones, as he's known. John Paul Jones. He'd like to, as I think most Razorback fans, see K.J. Jefferson in action. We may or may not get that chance, uh, and uh, and we'll see uh, what uh, what happens on Saturday. Um, our friend, our friend Tracy pointed out something I hadn't. Uh, Tracy and Tulsa pointed out something that I, I hadn't noted before, which is we just had back to back forty one point losses. <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't done the math, but. 
that's uh, unbelievably sad. Um, he says, we, <laughs> we can't see where they are without a pair of binoculars and a telescope. I'm afraid uh, Tracy's right on that. I think most of our listeners may have, in fact, let go of the rope because the mailbag is pretty light tonight. And, uh, but thank you for all those who, uh, who wrote in. All right. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate you, as always, handling the mailbag. Johnny, you got a rant? Um, yeah, kind of, but kind of a reverse rant. Um, wanted to sing the praises this week. Um, I uh, had the opportunity to go with uh, Mrs. Fayetteville to uh, the, the uh, booming metropolis of Jonesboro, Arkansas, for the Arkansas State game this last week. And I gotta say, what a pleasant, what a pleasant experience! Great stadium, uh, great uh, luxury boxes that we were able to say, to peek our head into. Um, Jonesboro's really grown, and uh, just a really good experience. Nice time and a big win against uh, Texas State. Uh, just wanted to sing the praises of, of Jonesboro and the ASU campus, and we had a real good time. And um, sure was nice to be on the winning end of a game for once. Tom, you got anything? No, nothing, nothing here. All right. Well, we'll uh, end the pod uh, on that note and be back to you next week with a discussion of the Mississippi State game. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We'll see you next week.